I saw that and I sat right up. Let's go! <laughs> yes! Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the Unrenowned Podcast where we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege. What we do not love about Siege. I'm Ryan. I am Chris. And today we're going to go into a little review of the latest patch that came out just as the last episode was releasing. So we've had some time with that. We'll give our thoughts on it. Um, and then we've got an update to the top issues and community concerns blog post, which we, I think, also talked about last week. And then they updated immediately after we talked about Correct. it. Correct. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. As it does every week. So, And this is, here's the thing. We were recording right now on Tuesday morning, which we never do. Never have done. So the, the time frame is minuscule for them to add something before it releases on Wednesday, but it'll happen. Yeah, they'll manage. They'll figure it out. Um, and then they posted this big exploit post-mortem thing, which is like this long blog post detailing what happened with the Clash and the IQ and the deployable shield and all those exploits um, and kind of how they handled it all, which is really, really interesting. So we'll just talk like a little bit about that and um, kind of what we think that means um and then some other like little random topics we'll get into and then listener questions so this is a fun-filled episode with lots of stuff to talk about so let's talk about this patch uh year four season 2.3 patch came out last week this was primarily the big things here were the uh adjustments to operators such as the shield operators echo glass jackal maverick nook um should we start with shields let's Okay, so just a reminder, the shield hip fire uh, cone was increased, meaning they're less accurate when they hip fire, and they have changed shield melees to DBNO. So, first question. Did shields need these adjustments? Yeah, I don't feel like, apparently with the PMM, as few as we talked about that a little bit last time, it was overpowered, and I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, I don't think that they, the shields are over pet. The problem is shields. You're getting shot through your shield too often right now to be like nerfing shields. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the blitz running into the objective and just meleeing everyone was also ridiculous. Sure. So I think the second change with the melee or the first change doing uh, melees to DBNO instead of killing was good. But I think the hip fire cone did not need to be increased. Yeah, so so the first thing I would say is I don't play shields a lot, but I have played them a decent amount recently, and I don't feel like I've been getting shot through my shield nearly as much. Okay. I know you had that one instance where you got meleeed through your shield as Monty, but that, I think that was a latency issue more than anything else, and yeah. I haven't seen where like I'm clearly facing somebody and then I get shot. Um, so I think that's been mostly addressed. If not, maybe you guys can respond in the podcast uh, feedback channel and let us know that we're wrong. But I think that's mostly soft. So from that perspective, I think we're okay to start talking about shield balancing. Um, yeah, I agree with you. The hip fire thing, that seems unnecessary because it's already nearly impossible to hit somebody. If you get a headshot with a shield hip fire, that's 100% luck. And I don't think that increasing the that zone is making any any like less or more lucky that you got the headshot, right? Yeah, it, it, it used to be like extremely easy to get those in the closed beta it was far too easy ridiculous mm -hmm. and they nerfed it and that was good and it, it did not need a second nerf yeah um 
what what I will say that's a little disappointing is that now it's harder to hit somebody at all, you know, as a shield. Like even if you're not rushing them, if you're just you know kind of doing the crouch walk up and and shoot at them, like my feeling is like in order for shields to be effective, they have to be threatening even when they're behind their shield, right? Yeah. And so like if I'm sitting there behind my shield and I'm shooting bullets at you, that has to be a threat. If that's not a threat at all, then like there's nothing to stop you just from poking out and trying to get that, you know, top of my head headshot or yeah. just shooting my arms or whatever. Like I have to be also threatening you with my shield up. True. Right? And so like I, that seems silly that they changed the 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 hip fire. Um now that said, I haven't like really like noticed on either side. I, I just haven't like played enough or seen enough shields since this happened to say uh, specifically for that change. But for the melee thing, I don't hate it as much as I thought I would. I like it. I've stopped Blitz from killing teammates because he's meleeing and they're just down. And I'm able to shoot him while he's trying to finish a kill. Mm-hmm. And that's happened. And so I've been able to save a teammate from Blitz. Because he just ran, because a lot of Blitz players will just run in willy nilly and just get some kills. And it's like, that's stupid. That's not how Siege works. Sure. Siege works by playing smart. It's not a kamikaze. Right. It's Blitz is good at, you're charging a roamer. Yeah, fine. That guy deserves to die. And he will die because he's alone and he's a roamer. And so you'll get the double melee hit. But you can't just run into objective and get like three kills because you're being stupid. Right. Like, that's not how it works. So I was able to stop Blitz from doing that. Um, and I feel like, I do feel like that change was a good. It was. I didn't expect it coming at all, mm-hmm. but I was surprised when I saw it, and I like it. Yeah, what actually is good too is with the uh, the recent changes to DBNO revive health. Like you you get revived at twenty now instead of fifty, so that's essentially one shot, right? Like when you get revived, you're not really back in the game very much. It's like somebody just gets a stray bullet on you and you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that way, like you still have done a lot of damage as the shield. I still think I would have preferred just like a cooldown. I feel like the shield deserves the kill on the melee. Um, but that said, like I did have a round, uh, I think I was playing plane. I was blitz and, and I caught somebody by themselves in a room and I ran up and I meleeed them and, and you know, they were dead, even though they got downed, I had plenty of time to kill them cause they were yeah. playing with their team. Right. Um, so like in that way, I guess it's fine. But I don't like. I'd be interested to keep seeing this. Like we haven't seen enough of it yet. I don't think to make really great judgments. But so far, so good, I guess. Um, Echo. So his uh, yokai stun effect was decreased from a base ten seconds to down to seven seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts? It doesn't change anything. Agreed. <laughs> I mean, it's nice to to come back to normal sooner. Right. For sure, but that's not Echo's real strength. No. His real strength is what we did to that gridlock and Thatcher on organ basement when we stopped them from planting for a full minute with my and right. Echo. <laughs> that's <laughs> where he was strong. When I had two Echo drones on gridlock, timing them right, and she was too stupid to keep planting right away. Right. Uh, yeah. That was very good. Um, and then also just the fact that he has two invisible cameras that anybody can spectate and right. move around. And like, move. Right. That's that's huge and they can go in like really really great spots because you can't see them right like some some echoes will use one of their drones as like a assistance to roamers or helping someone like secure kill which is good um and can work but losing that drone can be a problem and the game continues further further on Mm -hmm. towards the end of the round um and that's where that kind of helps to go down to seven seconds because that was a little powerful. But even then, I would reduce it down to like 
four or five seconds. Yeah, it should be really like, low. That's enough for someone to secure a kill if you just hit him with a yokai burst. Right. Yeah. Like. It, yeah. It, that's very long. I can't think of anything else in Siege that lasts nearly that long. I mean, like, if you include Echo or not Echo Legion, I guess. Like, but that's more of like a. Um, it lasts as long as you let it. Right. Like. Right. Uh, they um. I really want to know what AAA batteries they're using because those have got to <laughs> have some serious. I need they, batteries. They had a little a better... flavor text that said we're running low on AAA batteries, so to save energy, we're tuning down Yokai's power a bit. Well, because think about it, it keeps the drone invisible, lets it fly and stick to the ceiling, <laughs> and then shoots these giant bursts at people that make them stop planting something. It must use a lot of AAA batteries. Yeah, I guess so. Or they're really good Duracells or something. Um, I my Xbox batteries die in like two weeks. I need some Echo Drone batteries. I'm sorry. Uh, so that, <laughs> that's the good point uh, that you could easily reduce this to three to four seconds and yeah. and it would actually have an impact. And also, I don't think that this is going to reduce Echo's ban rate at all because I think that's what this is targeted at, right? Oh, right. That is, that's what they were doing. Their whole point of doing some of these, um, what are these called, nerfs, mm-hmm. was to make the like target bans go down a little bit. Right. Same there with shields. Know. And like Monty's not going to get banned any less because he doesn't kill oh, not people when he melees. That's... that's not what Monty's good at. No. Yeah. It's like, it's like they're completely missing the point. I will say with Montaigne, what would be more helpful is if he couldn't pull down his shield and melee you immediately. Cause that, that is kind of ridiculous. Like he can like crowd you in the corner, pull down a shield and melee you before you really have a chance to do anything. Yeah. And like getting that second melee hit on a shield after you open their shield, getting the second hit is so hard. Mm-hmm. Like that hitbox is so small. Um, a lot of people say that it's better to shoot at it, but I don't have success with that either. Like it's hard to get that, those shots off. Shields are really hard to kill in a one-on-one. They are. Uh, which they should be, but true. But that's why he's getting banned, right? It's not because his hip fire is too accurate. No, not at all. It's because he's extremely strong at making you... He can bring his team in while he's perfectly covered. Yeah. Okay, so let's get to Glaz. He had a huge buff after his catastrophic nerf <laughs> at the beginning yes. of the season. Um, have you played much of Glass since? A little bit, but not nothing serious. Yeah, I played a tiny bit as well. I did notice that I actually was able to get the highlight effect whereas before it seemed like i couldn't stand still long enough to make the thing activate without feeling like i'm going to die here right um but still it just seems like you you've killed the the thing that made glass useful right because before glass initially got that highlighting effect and the smoke see-through stuff like he was not used at all because he wasn't good enough. Because they're like his gun is like sniping is not a big enough deal in siege that you would ever pick him. Then they made him good with that, and then they said, "Oh, we don't want him to be that." And now they've taken that away, and so he's just going to be back to where he was, right? Like, yeah. the The thing is, too, like with that, like we talked about, they just turned him down so much, and now they're trying to kind of bring him back. Um. That's the problem, though, is like you said, we're just going back to what Glass was before. Like it was just way too much. Yeah, and it's it's still a little too much. Could you do something where it's just like where if it's something like the distance that he is from the smoke, like the farther he is, the more he's able to see through it, or something like if he's in the smoke, you can't really see through it, but if he's behind the smoke, you, you can go. see through it. That would be that would be better. Yeah. Right. Or like the further. 
as you can say, further you are from people, the less the glow is, which would also make sense. But I do like that idea of like you're behind the smoke, you can see through it while you're in the smoke, not really. Right. Because then you stop that like weird glass push where it throws down a smoke in like a window and like kind of goes through the window and can see through it. Right. Because I think that's the whole thing they're trying to stop, right? Is that like he can smoke a staircase and just walk up it and you can't see him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll see. I doubt Glass sees uh much of a comeback from this. Jackal, they reduced the number of pings from five to four. I actually did notice this. I didn't notice it like at the time, but then thinking back, I realized that I did. So I remember around where I was, I scanned in objective right, and it's like they had scanned footprints that I left outside mm-hmm. long, long ago. And I remember being scanned in objective and being like, sorry guys, like I, I can't really do anything. I'm scanned right now. And then I, I remember that lasting not as long as I expected it to. Yeah. And it didn't like occur to me in the game, but then thinking back on it, I was like, oh yeah, that like faded really fast. And so that actually did, I think, make a little bit of a difference in how annoying Jackal was. Okay. I, I played Jackal and I used the pings. I, I noticed there was one gone because I knew it was gone. Um, and I thought that would be nice to have that last one, but at the same time, it still did what I needed it to do, and I still got a kill because of it. And I still think the footprints need to go away. Agreed. Faster. The footprints are the main problem. Like that, I, that's the problem with some of these. They're not changes. addressing the real issue. No, not at all. Like not at all, at all, at all. And that's with multiple of these operators: Echo, Glads, and Jackal. All three of them, the real issue, and Chills. All of them, the real issue is not being addressed correctly. Right. Um, Maverick was good. I, I haven't really seen Maverick, but I think that the I, I, I've heard the torch sounds happen. Yeah, I, um, I I knew he was doing it, but I also heard it, and I was like, oh, that's it. The I was listening to the Hot Breach podcast, and they also pointed out that like uh, one thing that they added here that really fixes it is there's like a crackling effect mm-hmm. on the reinforcement itself when you're burning it, and so. Previously, the issue was that, like, because the reinforcement blocked so much sound on that first hole, there was just no sound that got through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now, like, the reinforcement itself makes a sound when it's being crackled, right? And when it's okay. being burnt. And so, because of that, you hear that first hole now. And so you don't just get, like, silently executed and wonder what happened. Yeah. Um, so that's really, really good. I think this is, that's the, really the best change here. The one that's like the most effective and like actually addressing what they're going for. For sure. And then we got Nook. Her ability duration increased from 10 to 12 seconds, as did the refill timer for it. it no difference. No. She's equally useful or useless. Like that, that makes literally no difference, yeah. I feel like. Uh, especially since you can toggle it on and off. Like it's very easy just to toggle it on past a camera, toggle it off and let it recharge. And yeah. that takes way less than 10 seconds. Yeah. So, I I like I want to like Nook. I want to like her so much. She is so cool. She like she looks so cool. The ability is yeah. like cool in concept. Yeah. Uh, I I really think her biggest problem is her guns. Um. Like, and I know that you disagree, but I think like if if she had a more compelling gun, she, I think she, she would be a much a bad better gun. operator. She has a very bad gun. Uh, as an attacker, especially. Okay. What about the PDW? If she had Jackal's That'd PDW. Be cool. That'd be way cool. Yes. Also from the Hot Breach podcast, I won't claim that idea, but that sounds okay. great. Yeah. But I mean, previously I'd say like the 416C, and I think that would be cool, but that's, I guess that's a defensive guns, and we don't really see any guns go from... Well, no, wait. We do see guns that are on both, don't we? Well, yeah, like her shotguns. Gun. The gun she has now. Oh, yeah. That is on attack and defense. Yeah, yeah. you're right. 
but yeah, the PDW that's that's a, that's a submachine gun, and it's well, the PDW is on attack. Right, right. Oh, and it's P, it's a submachine gun on attack. Okay. So that, oh, why you were not? saying four sixteen? That's the one you were talking about just a second mm-hmm. ago. Four sixteen. Um, I'd also be fine with her having. Uh, oh, someone was talking about another gun. Was it the MPX or? Oh, the MPX is Echo's MP5SD. That would be another good one. Oh, yeah. No, we said her. that last last week or the week oh, before. I okay. think that would be good because it's the built-in silencer, right? Like, right. And that totally fits her character. Like, I don't really understand why Echo has a built-in silencer that doesn't at all no. like fit with his not really. character. But that would be great for Nook. Like, I, I really think her problem is just she needs a better loadout. Like, Obviously, the gadget's a yeah. little bit underwhelming, but I think you could play to the gadget if you had the loadout to match it, right? If yeah. she if she was a fragger, because that's what she should be. I, yeah, I agree with that for enough. She should be an assassin, right? Yeah, that, she that's also what she to, is. I think she should also be a three-speed. Agreed. Yeah, three-speed would be huge. But yeah, she she should fill that role of an assassin. Like, that would be a new role to Siege mm-hmm. that doesn't exist. And, like, that's sort of what she is, but she just isn't powerful enough as somebody to kill yeah. And then and then also if she was a three speed, then it makes her that glass cannon assassin, right? Where like she can't really take a hit, but like she can get in there fast, she can execute somebody, and like if she plays it right, it's really powerful. But also you like you cannot get into like a sustained firefight because you're not like Rook where you can take a few body shots and be okay. Yeah. Um so I think that would really, really be good for her. So that's pretty much it for the patch. Any other thoughts? No, but I am excited to get into these community concerns. Yeah, this is this is good. Very good. So we talked about last week the issues and community concerns. We were disappointed with like the priorities that were there and, and like timelines and all that stuff. This has been updated and in my opinion it's much better. Do you feel that way too? Oh, a hundred percent. Okay, so let's go down the list. Top issue, hit me. Top issue is sound bugs, which is the same as it was. The, the actually the top two issues don't I don't care about at all, to be honest. Uh yeah, connectivity players are losing control in their operating and being disconnected. So basically, these are basically like straight up bugs, right? Right. Um, which which is good that these are top. I think that should be top. Right. Well, I guess the connectivity, the DOS DDoSing, is I guess more of a problem on console that I mm. didn't know was a thing. They, okay. I guess people would invite people to party chats and then get their IP through the party chat and then DDoS them in ranked games. Um. Well, no. This is this is saying. That uh, that I think what it's saying is that um, there are issues where the game sometimes interprets something as a DDoS attack when it's actually not, and so it's disconnecting oh, people. And so that's a problem, right? If you're getting disconnected from matches because for no reason, yeah, for no reason. Okay, and the sound bugs. Some people have problems with sound bugs. Other people don't have any problems at all. Um, those are just. I think it, a lot of it depends on the maps. Yeah, and that's always There's, frustrating, right? When you didn't hear somebody or yeah, like you, you heard have. them from another direction. I, I have had where barricades don't make a noise when they're broken down. I've had that a few times, and they should have made a noise, and they just no noise was ever heard when they broke down a barricade, and they killed you because of it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they're fixing that. This okay. is the good stuff Go. right here. And this, stuff. this is something that I meant to mention last time, that I, I said there was other one other thing that I was forgetting about. Mm-hmm. It was this. Rank disparity and ranked matchmaking. So players were able to take advantage of the matchmaking algorithm to play against lower skilled opponents. Target is year four, season three. So next season, next season, they are going to do something to stop diamond players from queuing with coppers and playing against silvers and golds. And what they said about it specifically is currently in progress. We have detailed the approximate values that we want to restrict parties to and are working on the implementation. So they are doing this thing where... Mm-hmm. No, you cannot party with somebody who is so far of a rank below or above you. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. 
do you think we were right on the uh, on our prediction or, or on what we said they should do? I think it's going to be pretty close. So ours was diamonds and plats can match together. Right. Plats and golds can match together. Uh-huh. Golds and below can match no with anybody what. together in that group. Yeah. I, it sounds like, so it says we've dealt with the approximate value. So it sounds like they're going to have an MMR like limit, like maybe mm-hmm. it's hard to say, like maybe 500 MMR between the two. It's sure. hard because the, the gold, which I guess would make sense though, because the gold ranks have like 200 between each one. And they're then like, like double MMR. Right. And then I think plat has 300 between each okay. thing. Anyway, it, it gets the, MMR between each rank and division increases the higher you are. So like for for copper 4 to go to copper 3 it's 100 MMR but for gold 3 to go to gold 2 it's 200 MMR. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. And so if they do like 600 MMR is the limit you can go that would say like diamonds and plats can match together and pretty much coppers can match with like a much wider range of friends. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um but I think what might happen is it might just be a basic number. And if it's above that number, too bad. Yeah, like the only reason I think they might limit it just to these hard like metal things is just because it'd be more transparent to players of how it works uh, as opposed yep. to being like, wait, I could match with my gold three friend yesterday. He's still gold three yeah, and I'm still now we can't like, yeah. you know, what I mean, yeah. Um, but anyway, awesome. They're yes. addressing that. Very, very This good. has been a huge complaint. We've seen tons of talk on our discord server about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Twitter, like this is a huge complaint that it people a, have right it's now. It's a problem. Um, toxicity reporting it has been a problem for a very long time, so it's good that we're getting to this in year yeah, four. Very good. In <laughs> year four, we currently offer a single option for reporting toxicity status. Uh, during year four, season three, we have finalized the design and process for ha- handling additional reporting options. The UI UX is in progress. So, yes, apparently they actually pay attention to these reports. I'm assuming it looks like maybe it goes somewhere and does something. Maybe. So they'll have more. So so it used to be like only report toxic behavior, which sometimes you felt like, well, like what he was doing wasn't good, but like, do I really want to report him for toxic behavior? Yeah. Is that really what is happening? You know, so it'd be nice to have a little bit more granular, like report for suspected cheating, report for bad language, re- right. you know, stuff Exploiting, like that. report for spawn peaking. <laughs> report for being better than me. Right. It'd be hilarious if they added that. Like, just like, no, like you're too good at the game. Oh. <laughs> like, it'd, be, it'd be cool just, if you could see reports against you too. Just like, to get the frustration out. Actually, that'd be really good if you could see reports against you. Like, this amount of players is saying you're reported for bad language or for being. Yeah, Xbox used to do this. Them, it'd be cool to see that and be like, oh shoot. People yeah, back think on Xbox I'm 360, you could go look up your reputation and you could see yeah. like, oh, I've been, I've like 68 percent of my reports are for unsportsmanlike conduct yeah. or whatever, and you could. Which it, it was like silly because you just see the people report me for things that I obviously don't do apparently because I'm better than them at this game or something, right? Yeah. Because like I remember having reports in there. It's like I have literally never done that, um, but I was good at Call of Duty Four, so I got reports. Uh, okay, top gameplay topics. We still have smoke gas canister propagation. This yep. is a non-issue for me, but probably for pro league, this is a big deal, and so that makes it a big deal. Uh, did we already say that they want to make this similar to the Capital Firebolt? Did was that that was on there previously? There. Okay. Yeah. Uh, weapon sight alignment, same thing as last time. It's off by a few pixels. Shotguns. And these in. are all these are all year four season three weapon sight alignment, right. shotgun wall destruction, the smoke thing. Yeah. Uh, new one operator gadget kill switch is a new right or is this the same? This no, this is the same. Okay. 
That's the I same. I think the target may have changed. You for season three, but we uh, we still have debris year five season one. Hopefully that gets bumped up at some point because freaking year five, come on. Now we're getting to good stuff. <laughs> okay, here's the good stuff. Sorry, this is actually the really good stuff. Top balancing topics with a nice there's a nice little graphical animation on that header. I didn't notice that before. Actually, it's kind of cool. That's a good one. Uh, okay, so map pool. This is the best. This is the best this description. Is- we have too many maps available in the ranked map pool. Yes, you do. Yes, agree. Status target year four, season three. Yes, thank you. We're in the process of reassessing the number of maps present in the ranked map rotation. Additionally, we are determining which maps to include in this reduced map pool. So this is what's going to happen. They're paring down the map pool. Let me explain to you. This is exactly what's going to happen. So canals coming in, obviously, because it's going to be reworked. And because canals coming in... We're like so close to reworked canal. I'm super pumped. It's getting there. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Proceed. Anyway, because that's coming in, they're going to remove Fortress. Yes. Just to make the map pool the same number right now so they don't have an extra one. They're going to say, look, we reduced the map pool. We just add it and not take anything else out. (laughs) That is not what's going to happen. No. What number are you hoping for? What's your... Uh, I guess, like... I want three. Three, three would be way too small. Like I think somewhere in like the eight ish range eight would be. The what are we at I now? Fourteen, I think. Yeah, that's that just seems 14. really high. Um, that might be that might be one or two off. I, I can't list the maps off the top of my head. I know it's so annoying because um, there's no resource online where like all the maps are just listed. No, there's not. There's a couple, but there's some where like two or three maps are missing. And I'm yeah, like, I'm we should one. just put up a page that's literally just screenshots of the maps. <laughs> there we go. Um. Uh. That's funny. I just Googled ranked map pool and I just got Rainbow Six Siege ranked map pool. Nice. I didn't even put Siege in there. I bet that we get uh, the the Pro League maps, obviously, plus the newest map. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what, 14. There's 14. What are the Pro League maps? So, Oregon's out now, and I think it was replaced with Outback. So, Consulate, Border, Coastline, um, Bank. There's two more on there. Clubhouse. Villa. Cafe. Wait, hold on. Did they take out? I thought they took out Oregon and add Outback. Added Outback, but it doesn't look like they did. Yeah, I thought Outback was I thought Outback was added. Pro League, but we're not seeing it. No. I swear that's what happened when they took Oregon out. This, but I guess this We're looking on Liquipedia, which might not be. Liquipedia is usually pretty good with the Pro League. It looks like there's just the seven then. I think there are seven, so I wonder if Cafe replaced, uh, what's it called, Outback? Oh, that's what it was. Cafe came in, new Cafe came in and replaced Oregon. That's what it was. Outback, I think, will be in Pro League at one point, though, because Outback's a good map. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14. Uh, And I just call out the ones that I would like to keep playing and ranked. It would be Bank, Border clubhouse chalets like either way but i'm not going to list it coastline consulate cafe oregon outback which is eight yep i would Maybe i would villa. i would say villa too villa like be villa. yeah villa be okay so eight or nine and like that would get rid of skyscraper theme park hereford base fortress and chalet, chalet. the other oh, did i say coastline yeah you did okay the other thing that i would be okay with because so you listed eight or nine with villa i'd be fine with it just being eight you can take out consular or take out bank or clubhouse for a season and that will canal is going to be in two probably likely 
So it's likely Canal being, I'm fine with them taking out a good map like Bank or Clubhouse for a season, having it come back in the next season just to keep the number at eight. Because eight's a good number where you can actually learn the maps and understand them instead of like getting a map one in 14 times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I still would prefer a little bit more map choice. Maybe if they would even just add that to casual, like put every single map in casual, including yeah. uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Bartlett University. Right, like, you know, old Hereford, put old Hereford back in in casual and then just give us voting or something, yeah. right? Like, Vito, I feel Vito. like Vito is better than voting. Straight yeah. up Vito. Like, okay, Fortress comes up, nobody wants to play Fortress, everybody vetoes it and you get whatever, whatever. comes next. Whatever's next. That right? fixes every single problem because you stop playing maps that a majority, large majority of people don't want to play and you don't have the problem of nuketown coming up and people picking nuketown over and over and over and over again right and like my big problem with um casual right now is just like like we'll go play casual for a quick warm-up or whatever and and like it's fun because sometimes we get house or we get Mm -hmm. uh what else is in casual that i like um like playing is kind of fun occasionally right uh but then like if we get favela i'm just out like i just leave tower yeah, like I'm just not gonna play it, right? And so it's like it's there's no penalty to leaving, so it's like why would I sit here yeah. for 25 minutes playing this garbage map? Um, just give me a way just to say I'm not gonna play that without having to just quit the game. Yeah. Anyway, great, great, great that they're addressing this map this is, thing. This is what happened. I woke up one morning and I saw that it was noon. I was like, oh, I wonder what they put in here this time. And I was gonna look at like joking about it a little bit. I saw that and I sat right up. Let's go! <laughs> yes. I was so excited. He was very excited. I was so excited. This is the best thing that's ever happened to Siege. I apologize In for year the clipping. <laughs> I don't. Um, year four, season three. I am so... This is going to be one of the best patches yeah, that Rainbow Six Siege has ever had. Okay. Operator bans, I still say the same thing about discussing how to approach the topic of balancing around pick ban, which yeah. make, doesn't make sense because they already showed us that they're going to approach that by nerfing people yeah. according to their ban rate. Right. Uh, and then the smoke. So that's really the only thing, right? The map pool is it, really the, the map pool and the ranked disparity. Rank disparity. Those are the two big things here, right. which are good, very, very good. Okay, good job. You guys are on to the right track for top issues. Mm-hmm. I think we still had a couple in our last episode that we talked about that are not on here yet. That should be, but close enough. Yeah. What What were the things that we? I don't remember. <laughs> I think staying in your drone was one of the things that you really hated. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't expect that on top, top issues. No, at all. but anyway, uh, what was the other thing with like ranked? Uh, so there was, there's boosting people, but then also, well, there's something else with like, oh, oh, just the attack. The okay, yeah, let's talk about this now. This is great. Um, team selection, right? So when you yeah. join a game, it assigns you to a team, blue or orange. Uh, if you don't already know this blue team always attacks first mm-hmm. and orange team always defends first. Right. Um, so what is weird, and we've mentioned this a couple times is there seems to be a unbalance uh, of selection for the teams mm-hmm. where like we were constantly attacking first. So constantly assigned a blue team had never defended first for 30 something plus yeah. ranked games. Right. It, like for every, every single game. That and, is not and, exaggerating at all. We weren't measuring casual at all. 
um, mostly because we don't play a lot of casual, but also it just doesn't matter in casual because you switch rounds every time. So yeah. this this could have been something that existed forever and nobody just noticed it because it didn't really matter. But once you started doing three attack rounds first and then three defense rounds, then it became much more obvious that you were continually attacking first. Right. Um, so what's interesting is that this guy at FreshR6S on Twitter went and like pulled some stats out of a few streams. So he went mm-hmm. to, through uh, Pengu's stream and Munition's stream and King George's stream, went through their last 50 ranked games and documented uh, their rates of starting on attack versus starting on defense. And so what was interesting, King George was was about equal where you'd expect to be. So he started, I think, 60% defense and 40% attack, which is it's fine. reasonable. That's cool. um, and Munition, out of 50 games started 47 on attack. Yeah. So that's 94%. Yeah. And then Pengu started uh 76% of games on attack. So yeah. there's clearly like the we did the math on the probability of that for ammunition specifically. That probability is like 0.000001%. Like something right. like that. Something like insane. That's just like this right. is statistically very unlikely mm-hmm. without some like we're and I guess we're going into this with the assumption that it should be a random coin toss between attack and defense. Correct. Now, if they're doing some balancing on the back end of like, oh, well, if you know, if your team's higher ranked, you start attack first or something. Maybe that's what's happening, and so maybe this is intentional. So maybe we're just too good for everybody that we were always starting on attack this first. Is probably true. <laughs> um, so, so I guess we're going into that with that assumption that it's a random coin toss, right? Correct. If that's True, there's clearly something wrong here because the probability of this happening for one player, and it's not just the one player because we had the same thing, mm-hmm. right? And thirty something ranked games at literally every single one attack, like that does not happen. Uh, so it was, it was cool that this guy went through and did this whole test. So I, I'll link to this Twitter thread in the show notes. Um, it was really interesting with data and graphs and everything of like this is clearly a problem. Right. Now that's it. Here's what's interesting. Recently, it seems like it's fixed. Yeah. So it seems like shortly after this, they may have done... It's Epi or someone replied to his thing, like saying it was interesting or thanks for the research or something like that. And we've played defense since then. So after this was done, a couple of days afterwards, we're playing Siege and we've played defense first. I don't want to say half the time, but probably pretty close to half the time we're defense first now. Yeah, it's, it so seems something, balanced. Something happened. Yeah. And also we started winning more often. <laughs> also true <laughs> because defense is way easier than attack i was a flat player uh so um, I, I hate the argument and i'll mention this one more time because it's it's so annoying and people are like well you have to defend either way so if they can win through defense rounds you can win through defense rounds like, okay well, but within six rounds there's going to be one fluke round where something dumb happens whether you're on defense or attack so if you can go defense first hopefully that fluke round doesn't happen in the first yeah, couple if, if you can if you can manage your defense well mm-hmm right and avoid the flukes right then attacking you can hope that there's some fluke round towards the end where like the fluke's gonna happen right and it's more likely it's gonna happen as it continues on and so it's like defending first is huge mm-hmm. it is a thing and it helps to defend right. first or if, if you just have a good attack for a single site right mm-hmm. it, like and that's not to say defense always wins like i think their stats that they've shown us in the past has always been that it's fairly equal between defense and attacking win right. winning um but at least it seems like at our level, certainly people have a much easier time defending. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just harder to put together a, a decent attack strategy. Uh, but so, yeah, that's that. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, and also there's just momentum, right? Like if they have the momentum of winning three rounds in a row, 
like you're you start to feel very downtrodden you know you, you you're you're losing a lot of hope that you can win this game and so there's definitely that just like the mental factor yeah um fresh our success also did a test with this he did like how many how much of the time they play the ranked map pool the the versus, uh, or the pro league map pool versus like other maps and i think he found like a issue there as well where they were playing like maps like fortress and like new hereford more often than they were playing like the really balanced maps mm-hmm. and ubisoft to show there was nothing there that was just just happened which yeah, I that, believe it looked like it wasn't too much, and he he explained he he seems to be some sort of statistics something because he explained that like what is acceptable and what's not acceptable really mm-hmm. well. Um, yeah, that seems like less of a concern to me overall in general, yeah. right? Like, but, but I do feel like there are some nights where it's skyscraper, theme park, fortress, 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 and I'm like, okay, yeah. this is garbage. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess one nice thing about having the bigger map pools, it seems like less frequently you get the same Mac back to back. Which the thing is, though, I'd be fine getting the same map back if it was, back, good maps. If it was a good map. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't mind playing Clubhouse three times in a row. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see what is next here. Like exploit post mortem. Let's get into this. We won't go super in depth on this because they did a very good job explaining it all in their blog post. So if you're interested, you should go find this. Just search mm-hmm. exploit post mortem, or you can check in the show notes. Right. But what was interesting was the. So basically, the exploits with Clash and the deployable shields and the Claymore started on May 11th. Mm-hmm. That's when reports started to surface, right? Or when, when people started to see it. To figure it out. It, the final, ultimate final fix didn't happen until July... For consoles in the, somewhere in July. And yeah, so early July for consoles. So, so that's two full months. Right, which seems like a really long time for them to address this, right? And so mm. there were complaints clearly, and like people were were impatient with the fix, and like then there was that kind of like short fix that like the exploits came back up afterward, yeah. and people were frustrated. So I think what they're doing here is just trying to teach us about software development, particularly game development, how uh-huh. difficult it is, and like you have to worry about not breaking what's not broken instead of like while you're trying to fix what is broken. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's just like I think this was basically a little education course on like this is how hard it is and what we had to think about and like how we addressed it and we do care about your concerns and we right. are working on it. Uh, do you want to like highlight anything specifically in here? So it is just the first couple days that they say like exactly what happened. So May 11th to 12th, the exploit came out and it happened kind of over a weekend, and so they saw it happening. It has to spread really before they're able to do anything about it. May 13th, they already started to discussing it and investigating it. They found out what was wrong by like the 16th and, or no, by the 16th, they decided to disable them. Um, so, I mean, it kind of was a fast response time of like, okay, there's a problem. Let's discuss it, figure it out. It's not like we just, we don't care. We're not seeing it. We're right. not doing anything about yeah, it. Yeah, like that first week, like you're saying, is really telling, right? So like mm-hmm. like you said, on the weekend it was discovered, they came in May 13th, they talked about it, they kind of made a plan for what to do. May 15th, after they'd done some investigation, then they had a, a meeting as their project leadership to discuss okay what do we do like now that we have the scope like what's what's our choice here it seems like they kind of like went through that all together and maybe took a night to think about it and then came in morning of the 16th and said okay here's our decision we're going to disable clash claimers and deployable shields they didn't take that decision lightly clearly they took a full day after getting all the data to come to that decision and then by the next day may 17th by that friday they had enabled that uh that quick 
switch off of Clash mm-hmm. Clay Wars. So within a week, a That's working they week, had to develop too. It's not like they could just turn it off. They had to develop right. a way to turn it off. Right. And so, it, like things. you know, they had to have the team working on that while they were deciding whether or not they were even going to use it. You know, mm-hmm. like so. I think that's super telling of like they they within a one work week they addressed this thing that they had no idea they were going to have to they put all their work on pause and got this thing done like that's amazing so props to that and then and then it's cool because they talk about like how they went through and they had like a very very quick fix and then a little more semi permanent fix that could sort of fix it and then like the full full fix that fixed the whole thing overall and will ensure that we never see these kinds of exploits ever again right which is great. Yeah, their their full fix is global ordering, and this is kind of confusing. Basically, the server will order the way that you deploy, activate, and equip and use a gadget correctly. Yeah, so if I can venture to try to explain this a yeah, little bit. Um, basically, what happens is every time you make an action in Siege, mm-hmm. right, you, you have to send that information over to the server that goes and sends it to the other players, right? right. And so every single one of these... Um, these uh what are they called exploits right the one where you're holding your shield in front of your face while you're shooting whether it's clash or deployable shield i don't know what the claymore one was do you know what that that was when uh iq could put a claymore down like vault over something and then she would be invisible okay or she would stay so like all of this stuff was taking advantage of basically latency Mm -hmm. uh to you, you would do all these actions really, really fast and try to like mix up the order that the actions were sent to the server. So then the server would say, oh, okay, uh, you you have your shield in your hand. Mm-hmm. But then on your client or whatever, it's it's saying, oh no, like you have your gun in your hand. Mm-hmm. So then you're able to sort of have both and you can run around with your shield up in, in your face to everybody, right? And so everybody's recognizing on their, their client that they're getting from the server that, that the shield's in front of your face, mm-hmm. but then the client's also receiving, oh, you're shooting. Or sorry, the yeah. server, right? So so your your client is now sending the server, oh, I'm shooting. And so the server's sending that out. And so now you have both. Right. And like every single one of these exploits is taking advantage of mixing up these um, these messages uh, and confusing the server about what's actually happening. So basically what they've done is they've created this thing that they call global ordering, which which basically just means that like, it's sort of sent in packets instead of individually, and you you can't mix up that order anymore. Right. This explains why I was unable to do this on a custom match because I was on a local custom match. So there, totally, it was never. So me spending twenty minutes trying to get this clash thing was never going to happen. Be able, yeah, so I was on a local custom match. Had I done an online custom match with the online servers, I could have done it. But and it also completely explains why they would fix it and then it would come back and they'd fix it and it would come back. Right. Because mm-hmm. they were fixing like, oh well, if you vault over this specific item. Right, like right, then then you can cause this thing to happen. So to fix that thing, but then people just find another way to do it. Mm-hmm. Sort of like the uh, purple tarps. I was just going <laughs> to say purple tarps on cosine. There is another way to get on purple tarps. It is so please, Ubers after you're listening, just take collision off the purple tarps. Okay, here's here's That's what I think. All you have to do. First of all, my stance is just legalize purple tarps. Or Hashtag legalize purple tarps. Make it easy to get on there. Let just, everyone on there. Yeah, make put a way to get on there and just accept that that's part of coastline. coastline. Uh, if you don't want to do that, then yeah, remove the collision. I think the reason they're not doing that is because I think they like the collision for gadgets, uh, right? Mm-hmm. To be able to throw a valve cam out on the, on the tarps yeah. or uh, I, I don't know what they else. They don't want you to get Having like a weird frag bounce angle, off yeah. of them, like stuff like that. Right. Um, so I, th- I think they probably put the purple tarps in there for a reason. Maybe so you can't spawn peek through just, you can't like find the, the spot where you shoot, yeah. You shoot through and they're going to be running by. As, I think as... you can shoot through Purple Harvest, though. Oh, can you? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, 
I think I think that's why they're not doing that. But yeah, my stance is like, if you can't fix it, just legalize it. Just yeah. accept that that's the map. Um, so hashtag legalize purple tarps is my stance. Okay. We're pretty much through it all. You had a Reddit post you want to share. Do you still want to do that today? No, I 100% do because this one is important. And do you know why this Reddit post is so important? Because it involves one of your favorite games? Not at all. Oh, no? Because if you go to r slash Rainbow Six and you go to the top Reddit posts of r Rainbow Six, instead of it being... Hold on. Instead of it being remove Tom Clancy's name from the game, which was one of the silliest Reddit posts of all time, this tops it by 20,000 more upvotes as Sledge Whoa. found himself in the wrong game. Whoops. Oh, so this became the new all-time top? This became the new all-time top Reddit post of oh. the Rainbow Six Reddit, which is so good because the last top Reddit post was the dumbest reaction, knee-jerk reaction to something that wasn't a big deal. I did not realize that this was that popular of a Reddit post. Yeah, 51,000. This is 51,000 upvotes. So this is actually, it's actually really well done. So basically what happens is it's Sledge in-house. He hits down a barricade and goes outside and it turns into Minecraft. The person walks around in Minecraft, uses like a fishing line to go up something. So, and it turns so they've into recreated repel. the whole house map in Minecraft. Yep. And they've like mixed the two games together. And they did a, like a really good job with like the video editing and like it looks good. Like, and he throws a drone out. I yeah. didn't notice that. He throws a drone out and he like controls the drone. And like I know how he did this in Minecraft and it's not super easy. He used some mods and some stuff. Um, he changed some of the artwork of like his things and retitled items seriously he did a really good job like he did a really really good job and it deserved the upvotes and the four platinums and 12 golds and 18 silvers that this post received yeah so props to who is this you slash nolberg good job you you got fifty one thousand karma from this one post yeah you deserve that i guess um you did deserve and thank you for and dethroned, dethroning the stupid complaint yeah what is even the complaint for the remove Tom Clancy's name? The communist changes. Oh, get over it. Yeah, the changes to make the game less. Our one negative review on this podcast is because We're we support communists. Comics. Yeah. <laughs> because we thought it's not a big deal. That's my favorite thing. Whatever. It's so funny. Okay, anyway. let's get into listener questions. Listener cues. The big LQ. The big LQ. So if you have a question for the podcast, we would love to hear it and we would love to answer it. And the way you can send that in is on Twitter at R6Unrenowned or in our Discord channel, which we have a dedicated, uh, I always say channel, Discord server, where we have a dedicated channel for podcast questions. People send lots of stuff there. The Discord server is just a good place to be overall if you're a Siege fan. Uh, Lots of fun people to play with. We have like a put together a regular squad now that we play with and we're starting to rank up a lot more mm-hmm. like we're doing really well because we got people from the discord um so it's fun uh you can find the link to that in the show notes or you can just search unrenowned discord very easy to find it that way yep. um also as long as you're following things and doing all that stuff uh follow me on youtube and twitch ryguy w-r-y-g-u-y i am just hello with three o's yeah we're pronounced f- just hello We'll be streaming tonight. We stream Siege every Wednesday night. Did I, have I explained how I got that name? Uh, yes, I think you did. I think very early on you did. Can I explain that one more time? Because we have a lot of new people. How about if you haven't heard the story, or if we didn't tell the story, let us know. Let us know, in the and feedback, we'll tell the story. And we'll tell it's pretty good. Uh, I might have cut stupid. out that story. You might have told the story. I might have cut it. Oh. <laughs> it's definitely possible. But let's get to it next time, because we're getting long already. Okay. Um, what else was I saying? 
Oh, yeah, we stream every Wednesday night, so that means we'll be on tonight if you're listening to this on the day it came out. Uh, and then we usually stream on Friday nights as well. And that can be Siege or it could be whatever other game is hot. Probably just Siege then. Mostly Siege. Yeah. Also, we also finish with Rocket League almost every time that we play Siege because it's a good palate cleanser. Yes. Okay. Actually, Siege is my warm-up for Rocket League. Siege is your warm-up for Rocket League. Rocket League's a real game. <laughs> All right. We should have a Rocket League podcast. We just go like this. Okay, read King Alpha's question. King Alpha 131 on the Underground Discord asks, How would you feel as Nook being immune to Kaz interrogation? As Nook, I would feel good about it. As Nook, I would feel great about it. As Cav, I'd be pissed. But this makes sense because he explains, Nook has potential to be a good anti-roamer operator. It helps reinforce her role as a solo op as Cav preys on people that are alone. This even works with the lore of Nook being a special op soldier that is able to be deep in enemy territory and who is who is trained at concealing the info of who she is and what info she has. So, yes, this actually does make sense for Nook to be able to do this. And it would be... It's annoying because it's one of those little things like Cav and Nook have this weird interaction that no other operators have and you just kind of mm-hmm. figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that exists with other operators already, yeah, right? Ella and Cav and Jackal have a similar thing. Same. And yeah, and Ella and uh, Zofia. Yeah, that one's weird. Which yeah. one is it? Zofia's immune to Ella's things or like Both less... Ways. Both ways, they're not immune, but the effect is oh. So when Sophia concusses Ella, it doesn't hurt as much, right? And same way when Ella concusses Sophia, mm. with her mind doesn't hurt as much. Interesting. You're not, I guess hurts not the right word. Doesn't affect them as much. They just growing up as little girls, they took turns concussing each other until right. they developed immunity. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'd be fine with Nook being immune to Cav's interrogation. Yeah, I think it'd be fine. I, I don't see it making any like any difference in Nook's usefulness or whatever. Nook is usually alone though, like that does happen, so it would help if you're like not a threat to your team because you're dumb and you're alone. That's true. As a, a stupid Nook. Yeah, you're um, already throwing if you're picking Nook. So. So then, what would happen if you walk up as Cav? There's just no prompt. Right. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. Let's do it. Uh, Dilbert Ashitaka said, since they're doing a mini game mode every season, what do you think about a mode of just Twitch drones shooting each other for points? Or a mode where someone is trying to run in and secure a room or rescue a hostage with a bunch of shock drones trying to kill him? I think it'd be really fun to have just a bunch of Twitch drones shooting at each other. It would be fun, but it would be fun for like a night, right? Yeah, it'd be fun for... 10 minutes and then it would i think yeah but but i think you're on to something here like it'd be cool to do like a drone tag or something Mm -hmm. drone hide and seek something like that and then maybe make like a a map specifically for it um yeah i'm trying to like man you could do a lot of it'd be fun if it was like a rumble pit right like like halo's rumble pit where it's a bunch of like a mixed bag of like weird game types or like rocket league's rumble uh, I guess Rocket's Rumble is just a game, but like it'd be fun if like okay, there's drone tag, there's shock drone battles. Like you would play this mode, and it would just be like five different games. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That would be fun, I think. Um, Agreed. Yeah. They they could have like a drone, like King of the Hill kind of, where the drones have like kind of like the Rocket League has like the punch thing that punches the ball. You could have mm-hmm. that like it reloads on a drone every five seconds. You punch the other drones like off of this <laughs> like little hill. That'd, That'd be, be cool. Fun. Anyway. Yeah. It'd be an interesting idea. Uh, uh, oh, what about like a drone platforming course? That Yeah. Drone parkour. That would be fun. That'd be cool too. 
Um, Kydeg77 says, Hey, Unknown Boys, what do you think about making Yeager a two-speed, two-armor? I think he's an operator that would still have a very high pick rate because of how useful and unique his gadget is and the amount of utility he brings to the table. I think Yeager has always been a little p- bit too powerful, and this would just weaken him slightly. I'd be fine with Yeager being a two-speed. He looks like a three-speed, which is the problem, but I would be fine with him being a two-speed. Yeah, see, I still don't think so. I think the answer to Jaeger... I, I, mean, I think what they will do... Honestly, I think Jaeger's fine. I don't think he's a problem. You think he, they're going to remove an ADS? I think, I think they're going to remove no an ADS. Heck. You know when you said that last time, I was going to say, before they remove the ADS... Because you said there's no way they're doing the map pool. Like You don't think that's ever going to happen. Now they're going to say, they're going to do that? a map pool. Yeah, he did. He's like, I don't think that's going to happen. Oh. I, I didn't say he's there's like, I don't no think way they want to happen. Happen. Yeah, that's yeah. probably what I said. Um, and I, I was going to say they're going to do a map pool before they remove ADS from Yeager. You would have been right, but you I didn't know, say I it, don't so know why I didn't say not. it. It makes me mad. Uh, I actually was thinking, like, what if they uh, removed one ADS, but then they increased the charges to three for each one? So each oh, one okay. has two right now. So it's the same number of charges. You just can't cover as many yeah. spots. The problem with that is you can't really burn them as well. Like, you That's can burn true. them with two flashbangs. That's true. And now you can't do that. Um, He's... Obviously, he's powerful, and he's a good operator with a good gun. Yeah, but he is in that zone like Legion, where like I feel like he is powerful, but he's not a problem. Right. That's just my feeling. Yeah. So he, I don't I think don't he needs a nerf. That's maybe maybe a slight damage nerf on the four sixteen C, similar to the Rook thing, yeah. which I think you said last week. Yeah, that'd be fine. We did see Rook and Doc come down following that, right? Yeah, they came down a little bit, not not a bunch, not but... insane, right? They're still really good. Yeah, but just like just. Just and I didn't that a think that bit. would do anything, honestly. I thought that would be minuscule, but we'll see what happens with the next. Yeah, it's also hard to tell because they've sort of muddled it with like the the ranked stuff or the the big pick and ban stuff. Yeah, like so now it's like it's hard to compare the previous data with existing data because it's just like, well, what does that even mean? Yeah. Um, Hutto asks, "Hi Ryan and Chris, what are your thoughts on the state of lower level ranked? I'm currently copper from silver, and I'm finding it hard to find legitimate games that don't have Smurfs, Elo droppers, or trolls. It makes it so hard to improve and find people to play with in competitive setting. At this stage, I just feel it's best I play casual, where I can at least get a fair game in. Surely something can at least be done about Smurf accounts that are identified. Keep it up. Well, well it's very hard to do something about Smurf accounts, except because... except for." they're changing the the ranked matching, right? Where you can't match with people who are too low. Right, yes. But the Smurf accounts are people that are just starting ranked play and purposefully dropping themselves into the copper level so that they mm-hmm. can play really good for two or three games mm-hmm. and then purposefully dropping again. So that's not going to change. And that is that is in the lower elo of any game you play. The yeah, lowest I, like, elo has some of the best players and people that just don't belong down there. That's true. Yeah, smurfing in particular, like I don't really understand it. Why are you dropping yourself? Why you spend three games dropping yourself just so you can dominate right. new players the next game? It makes no sense. I I will say, last night I played Rocket League with some of my roommates and like some of their friends that came over, and they're all really bad. I mean, they're not bad, but... Brand new. Co- yeah, compared to us, I've played 600, 700 hours in Rocket League. And so we were playing on my account first, and it was like, okay, this is not fun because my ELO is way too high. My MMR matchmaking casual is way too high where we're getting wrecked. So we switched to one of their accounts, and it was like people whiffing the silliest balls. I was like, oh my gosh. And like I was doing stuff like the ball was going like over my head, and I'm like doing a backwards aerial and knocking it into the goal, and all of them were like, how do you do that? (laughs) I played this game for 700 hours. It's not even that hard, really. It was fun to play because I was playing with friends and like, 
dominating these it's kids like fun 10 to, be to way 2 better, right? in Rocket League. Yeah. But I don't understand like the throwing your matches just so you can be better. Like that's not why we were playing. We were playing Rocket League to have fun. We ended up having more fun when we were playing people that were more balanced with my friends. Sure. Um yeah, yeah I don't like, get at it. least at least the elo dropper problem will be solved. I I don't know what you can do about smurfs. Like the biggest thing what you need to do is you need to play with a squad like it's just it's 100%. so hard to solo especially once you get dropped down there like just your solo queuing down at that rank is just not going to be fun uh you're, you're gonna sucks. get a lot of team killers trolls yeah it's just, it sucks it's not gonna be fun so it's uh, why it's why i went and bought a second siege account for pc so i could solo queue with that account and not care if mm-hmm. like it gets dropped or whatever because it's just but i can still play siege still play ranked yeah solo so anyway that wait so you bought an account on xbox you bought the deluxe per, deluxe and uh-huh. you didn't get the year one operator or not no, so, you didn't get the original operators right basically operators no and i i went to ubisoft support you're not supposed to get them what no so i think when we read that whole thing where they changed how they did it all we read it wrong so there's two asterisks next to where it says base game operators and below that it explains two asterisks means base game operators will cost 500 1000 1500 2000 based on how many you buy in the specific ctu and so, basically, so you, you had to unlock them as you yeah, normally would, as you normally would. So it doesn't. That is. I don't stupid. understand why I paid more money. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I was like, okay, that is extremely stupid. Yeah, why whatever. would you unlock? I don't know why it says. Why does it even say access to base game operators? Like, or why does it even say it comes with base game operators? Because it doesn't. You still buy them. It, I'm gonna, technically, you can I say it comes with post. all the operators. I want to make that post on the on the subreddit or even tweet it and be like, guys, what's going on here? This is stupid. Why do you buy the the yeah, the lowest cost version of the game, the base thing, and you get like twenty operators unlocked oh, you from don't. the start. You don't. Wait, that you don't? you don't get. No, you don't get any of them. You have what? to. You have to buy them. Five hundred and one thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand. No, 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 that's not right. They're unlocked yeah. from the start. Nope. Base game is the same. The standard edition, there's, they're not unlocked. What? Yeah, I. They showed me the thing, and I was like, this is the dumbest thing. I thought the standard edition, you unlocked the base game operators and you bought new ones. I'll go back right now and I'll get the. Thing, we'll read it i'm trying to remember because i bought an account on xbox i'm pretty sure i have all the base game operators and i don't think i've unlocked everybody so unless they changed it then because i because we read that they had changed it and we thought they changed it for better yeah okay so well is... well they, they definitely got rid of the starter edition which was bad what was the starter edition that was where like it was like twenty thousand renowned for every base game operator oh yeah that was stupid um, okay, well, somebody fill us in. We'll we'll go investigate this. Is, this, this is right here. This is what it says. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. This is the standard available game that you can buy. It says the main game, all game modes and maps, 20 legacy operators, two asterisks. Those two asterisks explained says legacy operators will cost 500, 1,000, 1,500, and 2,000 renown based on how many you buy from a specific CTU. They specifically said that that wasn't the case anymore. That's what that, I thought too. Um, and that is the same for, each, for everyone. Every edition that you buy, the exact same thing. They're all the same. Even the most expensive one, it's still you have to unlock the legacy operators, which makes no sense because I would I want to buy one where I just have the legacy operators. Like I, mean, I want to spend money on them. them, right? Like it's pretty right. fast, but, but they're the most important for yeah. the most part. Aside from like Mira, Echo, Valkyrie, and uh, them. <laughs> they're, okay, they're well that's up. very confusing. If we're wrong somehow, let us know. But that seems not right. Okay, Stealth has a question. What do you get? What do you think will change on Canal and the rework, or do we already know what's changing? So we don't. They haven't showed us uh, an exact layout of the map. Yeah, we have seen teasers. We saw the teaser, which shows quite a bit. 
Um, so we, we sort of broke down the teaser and on that year four announcement episode, which you can mm. go back and find, but that basically six months ago. Yeah. The big things are they've added a, another sky bridge up mm-hmm. on the third level that connects the two buildings. Right. They've added a tunnel. Didn't they say that? I, I think they said, they said that for, I'm pretty sure they said they okay. added a tunnel that goes between the two buildings. And then let's see what else they extended the so like right now where the boat is outside they've uh-huh. sort of extended that to make that all part of the building also it seems like it's a closer distance between the garage and or like over where the boathouse is so you mm-hmm. can cross that um effectively as a defender right it also looks like they as so they did add another staircase on um, control like center at least floor. one more maybe two more staircases i can't Could remember two, exactly but there's definitely well, yeah, another so one the, the exterior staircase on the the docks side of the map or like where the big big Control boat Center. is on this uh, it's on yeah coast guard on coast guard oh, that, that I, small I exterior yeah, surface yeah, yeah. they put that inside and okay. made it go all the way up to the top right. when they added a floor on the top of control of coast guard i'm I not think. sure about that i know for sure control center top floor changed where there's that whole server room is gone now and that's a, like a hallway to a staircase mm-hmm. i don't know about but they, I don't yeah they also guard. added they brought that staircase inside and like added coast guard, another okay. staircase up there i think there's like a top floor now on coast guard Okay. Or something. Uh, anyway, they, we saw quite a bit. Like they haven't shown us a full thing yet, but I'm sure we'll get that pretty soon. Uh, probably at that next, whatever the next pro league event is, where they're going to announce season three, right? Yeah. All right. What's next? Um. Sorry. Clap on STVI says, I know you guys get a ton of operator rework since Tachanka's ability is a meme and not basically viable. What if his shield on his gun cannot be broken? This is interesting because, like, a turret with a metal shield on the top certainly is not, like, unheard of. Yeah. Right? Correct. Um, and I think it would be good because, like, it, it fixes a little bit of his problem where he's just too stationary and he can get headshotted so easily. Mm-hmm. Um, Remember when he didn't have a shield? Yeah, when he didn't have a shield, it's awful. Remember when they actually did try to buff Tachanka at first by making his gadget deployment easier and faster and then give him a shield, mm-hmm. and they just decided they, we're yeah, done. Yeah, and then they realized that, oh, he's broken fundamentally. Yeah. This is the problem. Uh, I still don't think this totally fixes the problem, but I do think it'd be interesting. And then what you could do to balance it is like he gets a smaller vision cone, right? Because it's obviously metal. It's not glass. Uh, and so he can only see through the little slit the little and then maybe slit. he can still get shot through the slit or something. Maybe he has breakable glass on the slit or something. And it's like a really small thing. Um, I, I don't know that it really fixes him at all, but I think it'd be interesting. Yeah. I'd be fine with it being tested. I don't care about they do the chunk at this point. Do whatever you need. Yeah. I don't think anybody okay. is worried about the chunk anymore, which is kind of sad. All right. Dark romantic 17 said, this is off topic, but I was thinking about this recently. Did you ever have a game you really liked but never finished because you got stuck? Mine is Brutal Legend. I love the look of it and all the rock music, even the over-the-top story, but I got stuck on the goth battle. It was so bad, I restarted twice and still got stuck at the same part. I haven't played it since. You? Honestly, I... You don't, don't play a ton of no, single-player games. not really. And when I do, it's games that people have, like loved. Or, and so or don't like play them. games that are pretty straightforward, like an Assassin's Creed. Right. Yeah, I I do I do remember getting stuck on Assassin's Creed One, but it was because you literally got stuck. Like you couldn't, like older games, they have this thing where like you do something weird and then like it doesn't activate something in the last checkpoint, and you actually get stuck. There's nothing you can do, mm-hmm. and that's what happened to me. But I just reloaded the game and I was fine. Yeah, I realized that's what happened. 
there are certainly games like when I was a little kid that I played that were too hard and I couldn't beat. Like I remember uh, Chippendale on the Nintendo on the NES, right? Uh, also Super Mario One and Three on the NES, Teenage Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I can never beat, but those were games that I really, really loved and I played a lot. And then I just wasn't old enough to understand how to beat them. Yeah. Uh, but since then, like as an, as an adult or even as a teenager, like I don't think so just because like I tend to stick with the game until I beat it. Like I, I enjoy playing games on like hard difficulties and I like have this compulsion to finish it to 100% completion. And so it's just really the only games that I have actively stopped playing are games that like, I just did not like in the slightest. And was just like, I can't even handle I've, I've finished more hard games that I didn't like I would say like hard games that I did like that I didn't finish. Okay. So completely the opposite problem. Um, have you, I'm sure you have Halo 2 legendary. Oh, that there are some parts that are so ridiculously difficult. It, it is so hard. It's so silly. Like there's a part on the very first level, there's like 10 elites in one room and like you're, I'm down to like, I'm out of battle rifle rounds. I have to like run back and get some more. Mm-hmm. All I have is a plasma pistol. Are you I'm trying, trying to, to beat kill that right 10 now? elites, yeah. It's so hard. And it's so dumb because like the very last part of the first level is so much easier compared to like this random part like towards the first little bit of the game. I'm like, why are there 10 elites in this room? No, yeah. Halo 2 Legendary Stupid. is so broken. It's hard in a not fun way. Yeah. Um, I remember... So that game came out in 2004. I graduated high school in 2005. And I was a huge, huge Halo fan. Mm -hmm. Um, We didn't like Halo 2 at all. And I remember I beat the campaign probably on Heroic. And I I stopped playing it on Legendary because it wasn't fun. And then, like, I went to college. And I just had this, like, this need to finish it on Legendary. Because it's a Halo game. I beat Halo on Legendary. You know, like, this is what I do. So I had to do it. And so I had gone to college. I went early because I had a job. And so I was there for, like... I think like a week and a half before school actually started. And I was only working like three hours a day or something. So I had tons of time and there was nobody there, right? Nobody had really got to school yet. So I was just in my dorm room and I just like put on Halo 2 Legendary and just grinded it. And like, I think I had a roommate and like, it was like a temporary roommate. So we were only together for like a week or whatever, but he was just like, He's like, man, I just keep hearing the same voice lines over and over and over again. It's like, yep, because I keep like restarting this checkpoint. And Cortana keeps telling me the same stupid thing, and I'm so sick of it. But I beat it, and it was not fun. Yeah. But I beat it. Uh, Agent M. Knight says, I recently listened to the podcast about how you had balanced Nook, and I was thinking about giving her Echoes SMG because it makes more sense for her. She's not noticed to be effective with the FMG, with FMG9. The silencer is terrible. Uh, three speed would suit her. What are your thoughts? <laughs> These are exactly what we yes, said. We just said that. So we'll give you credit for the question. Good job for the foreshadowing. Blaze Barnes said, "Have either of you experienced the silent step hack? It's where you can be full on sprinting and spam right mouse and ADS, that is, and be almost completely silent. It's very annoying, and I can't tell you how many times I've been flanked by a rook or doc and watched the kill cam, and they're sprinting and spamming ADS, super annoying. And I hope Ubisoft is aware of this. Yeah, this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so, become a big deal more recently." So yeah, you can do a full-on sprint and then you just like you keep spamming ADS mm-hmm. and it makes you totally silent. Yep. Uh and we've seen several people doing it and we've called them out on it and they're like, "Oh, it doesn't even work, man. We're like I'm just doing it for fun. It doesn't even do anything." And like several people said the exact same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like everybody does this. They're like, "Oh, it's like come on. You didn't even hear it. like you wouldn't have heard me anyway." It's like, "So yeah. then why are you doing it?" Yeah. Why are you doing it? If it doesn't work, why are you doing it? Like, if, if it doesn't matter, why are you doing it? You're doing it, it because doesn't you, work. <laughs> you feel it gives you an advantage. And it does. And it's it's an exploit and it's stupid and it should be fixed. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. 
Next question comes from BG and Everblight. He says, you say Nook has a specific play style. What do you think her meta for her will be? And will there be more ops like her? Um, it will be interesting to see her meta evolve as she comes into Pro League if she's played in Pro League. I don't think she will be. And we will find out. But um, and, for now. And so Intero was on uh, the last Hot Breach podcast and they talked about Nook. Okay. And he basically said, like, no, like she's, you're not going to see her in Pro League. Not in the state that she is right now. She she can't kill anybody, and, and it's it's similar to uh, who do you compare it to? Kavera maybe or something. He's like her her ability is like marginally useful, but why would you ever trade out somebody else from the lineup for that? Which is exactly what we've said, right. right? Like, there's that's the thing. Who do you take out to put Nook in? What I do think is like I think I've I finally settled on what the role is and it's it's the assassin like I said before like this is a new role in siege it's a specific playstyle that doesn't exist and I think it's cool and I think it can work in siege but she's just not up to snuff to do it right yeah. like if she's going to be the assassin she's like what are what are her secondary gadgets um flash I want to say flash and claymore but let me I look this up real claymore. quick because like that's going to be part of it too like if the secondary gadget isn't it doesn't like complement that role. I just, you can I can I talk about Nor Mord Nor what's his name Warden for a second? Yeah, give me Warden. Well, I've been playing Warden more often, like it's on certain sites, especially kitchen on coastline, um, organ basement, and I have seen him be. I have killed Capitals trying to plant the kitchen on coastline, or not a kitchen, but the. Uh, service entrance or whatever it's called on coastline that objective Mm -hmm. trying to smoke that and plant that i've caught monty's being in smoke trying to do stuff with warden and he does work he just needs the little bit of the glass buff that they just did all he needs is that and i think he actually will be powerful yeah where you can certain sites specific sites but he does have some strength to him yeah well his other problem again is that uh glass was nerfed so hard that nobody's really using smokes as much as they used to right um so there's that. But okay, so here's Nook's loadout is Breach Charges and Stun Grenades. Breach Charges I think are good because it it's cool to be able to sneak past a camera, put up a Breach Charge on a soft wall and like Breach right into the objective. Uh, I just like, I don't know. I guess I don't know what else I would give her as part of her secondary Maybe that would she could help. she be another one of the ones that has three options where you can give her Claymores as well and you decide between the three. Yeah, or like I almost think Smokes would be nice. Uh... So she can, you know, yeah, get. I don't know. I don't know. I think she's. Yeah. I think. I FMG think also nine and six twelve ST shotgun. What in the world are they thinking? She needs <laughs> stupid. You're right. She needs something that's a little the more. Was good. The deagle was a good choice. I think she needs something that's a little more active. You know, her her ability is not an active ability at all that helps in in the conflict or in actually breaching the thing the a site right like it's like i think that's the biggest problem like she does have the silent step to a degree but i don't know i just think she needs what something if she that's... actually could just actually go invisible definitely not okay okay give me agent m knight's question um okay yeah we'll skip turns agent m knight says i'm a console player and this game is very unforgiving compared to those who spend countless hours playing this game i have very limited time thus denying me more practice my aim feels worse and i seem to die before i can get into the building or a few seconds after doing so um says he's playing t hunts more often to practice a higher sensitivity what other advice do we have to help him counter feeling like trash Mm. um so i i bought siege on console last week and (laughs) he hates it 
every I hate it and I will probably never play it again. Every single console FPS game that I am aware of has a thing called aim assist because aiming with a controller without aim assist is very difficult to do. And so every game has it. And so when experienced console players, which I myself am, I am good at Halo and Call of Duty. My KD in both Halo and Call of Duty was over 2.0 last time I played the games. Like, I'm good at console. Not some PC player that doesn't know how to play with a controller. We go into Siege expecting it to feel at least somewhat similar, and it's it's not. There's nothing similar about it at all. It's this hard, weird game, and I understand the console players not wanting to play it because they think it's too hard. I get it completely because it's too hard. It's frustrating. You don't want to play it, and I understand. I get why people don't play Siege on console. It's hard. Well, first of all, there is a bigger player base on console than there is on PC. It exists. So it definitely works. Um, I think that you get used to it, and I think that you would get used to it if you played it more. Okay. Like, I've... I, I guess I knew that going... Did you know that it didn't have aim assist going in? I did. I was in? aware, yeah. Okay, but were you aware of... You weren't aware of I how... I wasn't aware of how hard it really was. Yeah. Because I hadn't done it yet. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever, like, played one that doesn't have aim assist before, but definitely just, like, I knew the experience of, like, trying to aim at a teammate on Halo, mm-hmm. right? And it's just, like, there's no aim assist there, and it's yeah. very difficult to hit them. Yeah. Now, I think that they've structured, like... Did you mess with your sensitivity at all? Did that help? I did a little bit, but no. Okay, so, like, I was able to find something that felt comfortable enough, and, like within a couple of games i was dominating every round because obviously i'm much more experienced than the players i was being matched against right um so and like i was still doing good like i was still having like seven or eight kills and only a couple deaths you just have to accept it's hard to aim driving drones is awful it's horse crap it is so bad oh my gosh yeah i don't understand how console players can put up with driving a drone it is very bad it's weird like you move like slightly diagonal and you start going super slow yeah it's like it's like there's a dead zone between right left movement and yeah and forward and back movement and it's 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 awful i don't understand why it's like that yeah um yeah it, it feels very bad but on the flip side it's impossible to hit drones with your gun as a console player sure. so it's not a big deal but yeah i will say you get used to it okay. um and it's it starts to feel okay where you can play game, the game it certainly is never going to be like pc where you're like snapping headshots and right uh it just it just won't uh, and so you have to accept that but like i i think it's fun to play on console like it's a little more casual i feel like yeah um, i i will say this and this is what where it really doesn't make sense to me so your console players are your more casual gamers for the most part, right? In general, Compared yeah. to PC. Mm-hmm. When you go from any game on PC to Siege, it feels to console, the same. No. I mean, right. from if you go Battlefield oh, on PC or Call of Duty sure. on PC to Siege, it feels the same. The right. aiming is the same. It's not changed at all. So why would you make it more tactical, more difficult on the more casual console going from Call of Duty or Battlefield to Siege... Yeah, and now I'm all of a sudden sure. it's way harder. But you're on console. Like These are console players not expecting to play a harder game or no, like Siege is hard because you die and you're dead. And mm-hmm. like that would be so fun if you could aim like normal. And yeah. I understand aim is a skill that you 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 grow and you get better at. And that that's true as with any other game. But the aiming on PC is the same. So why didn't it be the same on console? Yeah, I'm not sure why that that choice was made. But that's how it is. And so, you, I mean, whatever. I, just, I hope it's what, changed. What does suck is it makes it way worse with the keyboard and mouse users, right? On console. Correct. It would be much easier to combat that if you had aim assist. Uh-huh. It is. So, and I, it makes more sense to me why people are using keyboard and mouse because it's dang hard to use a controller. Like, it, it makes... I'm not saying it's okay at all and I'm not saying that's the solution is go get a keyboard and mouse. No. Like, that's stupid. But 
I understand why people are doing it now, and I get why it's so hard to combat them because you have a controller without aim assist. Yeah. Eskimoenik asked, I was listening to the Hot Breach podcast and they mentioned that it is very likely that loot boxes will be illegal in the EU and the US likely by the end of the year. What do you guys think about loot boxes and what are some of your ideas to replace them if they are outlawed? Okay, so I did some research on this because I was curious. This this is a bill now that has been proposed in the Congress um, by a US senator in Missouri. Um, and so this would pass by January if it were to go through because that's the congressional session that would have to pass in. I highly doubt it's passed. Here's the problem with the bill. So the bill, they're, they're targeting games like Candy Crush and like Fortnite where you have all these little kids playing them and it's they're calling it an addiction where they're buying loot boxes and a bunch of like in-game currency. Mm-hmm. What the bill does is it says that if you have a minor-oriented game, you can't have loot boxes or ways to like cause little kids to buy a bunch so of things. essentially a loot box would make your game rated m is what they're saying correct exactly but then they're also saying the bill also states that if you have a game that's for not minor oriented no, if a not minor oriented game like siege then if you have constructive reasoning that you have people in there that are under the age of 18 you can't have loot boxes and it specifically lists loot boxes as exactly what they are very well defined but what they're going to do, all these games, Rocket League is in trouble because this will hurt Rocket League because Rocket League has the crates, the loot boxes that you mm-hmm. get, and there's no way for Rocket League to get out of it. Um, Siege, what they'll do is they'll just say, you have to confirm that you're over 18 before you play this game, and they'll still have loot boxes. So they're not going anywhere in Siege or Fortnite or PUBG games like that. The loot boxes are staying. So ideas to replace them just make you be able to buy the stuff that you want to buy without a loot box. Like that's that's the best thing and make it super expensive if it's really cool. Yeah. But um yeah, yeah, just sell things individually. Likely that it's outlawed is pretty low. Yeah, there, I I doubt it happens in the US. There's a lot of stuff that they're worried about right now that doesn't involve video game loot boxes. Okay, Six Size asked, Hey guys, still loving the podcast, would love to hear your thoughts on all the secondary gadgets and which ones are better versus others. So you want to do a quick ranking of of secondary gadgets? Yes. Are we doing defense and offense or separate? Uh, or all combined? Probably separate. Okay. That makes more sense, I think. Do you think so? Yeah. Uh, do you have a list of them anywhere? Do you just know them in your head? I just know them in my head. So, so Okay, so let's start with defense. So defense has... Uh, re- no, sorry. Defense has... Bulletproof cameras. Bulletproof cameras, impact grenades, nitro cells, barbed wire, and deployable shields. Right. Deployable shields are soon getting a buff, but we will rate without the buff. Correct. Okay. Number one. Dude, number one being top. Yeah, best best uh, defender secondary gadget. It's, it's a tie. <laughs> it's either nitro cells or, or impact grenades, yeah. right? Impacts are so good. I think it that this one comes down to how you play. And, and who's who you're playing against and what objective. Right, and uh, yeah, and, and what you're doing. Are you roaming or are you in sight? Like, mm-hmm. I think impacts are huge because you get two of them for one thing. And they are so good to open up a hole, whether it's in objective or whether mm-hmm. it's out roaming. Mm-hmm. I'm Nitros actually, I are think... also really good at denying a plant or killing the Monty killing or at least shield. scaring the Monty. Yeah, getting a get kill through a ceiling or a floor. Mm-hmm. I I'm actually I'm, I'm thinking I think I'm, I'm going to say impacts number I'm one with nitro actually. Ooh, yeah. I just think I think like imagine if you didn't have impacts. Oh yeah, it'd be hard. Versus if you didn't have nitro. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't have impacts yeah. and you couldn't easily open rotations in sight without wasting your one nitro, like yeah. at that point, the nitro just becomes the impact. Yeah. Uh, and also, it's so much easier to it's kill teammates the, uh, while you're trying to do that. 
the Capkin has both impacts and nitro cell. And it, that's a tough choice. I pick impacts because I roam with Capkin and I love having them to open up. I actually always pick nitros, and you pick, which is funny. funny because we just well, decided I, the other one. But I'm expecting somebody else to have impacts. Yeah. Right. And, and to open up stuff at site. Uh, but yeah, those could go either way. So one and two. Three. Bulletproof camera. I think so too. Yeah. Bulletproof camera is so clutch, especially if you can get it in like a good spot. My favorite spots are like right above a hatch. So you, you reinforce yeah. the wall behind or, or if it's a hard wall or whatever, you put the bulletproof camera down and then you break the hatch below so nobody can reach it to melee it. Right. Yeah. And so like the only way to destroy it is with an explosive or if you can happen to get the side angle on it, but it just makes it so much harder to get rid of mm-hmm. that people will just ignore it. And it's fantastic. Yeah. One of the, one of the best examples of that is steady on the aviator objective of Villa. There's that hatch in the corner. Yep. If you can put it there, there's you can't get a side angle because the desk is kind of in the way. Mm-hmm. So the only side angle you can get is if you hop in that window and like turn your back to the objective. To the open door, to yeah. To get a bulletproof camera. Mm-hmm. That's one of the best ones. And it covers Very the dangerous. steady, which is important to see. Yeah, it's no, that's really, really good. Uh, and then barbed wire and shields. I'm going to say barbed wire over shields for sure. Yeah. Two barbed wire, it slows them down, it makes noise. Shields just, shields work if they combo with something else. Yeah, especially for now, I'll say barbed wire for sure. Yeah. Until shields get their buff. Okay. Attackers have frags, stuns, smokes, reaches, and claymores. Is that it? Yep. Hmm. Frags number one. I guess frags, yeah. Because it you can get a kill. Yeah. And that's always number one. Frags are huge. I would put claymores right behind frags. After frags, I think I would put breaches. I would definitely put claymores. Uh, well, because it's just, again, it's the thing of like, okay, imagine that if there were no claymores or if there were no breach well, charges. Yeah, I mean, obviously you need breach charges. Like, that's an, a very important part of the game. And there's there's been times where we've been on attack and like nobody has breach charges. Right. And it's, it's very difficult. Yeah. It's like, shoot. Um, <laughs> we're in a pickle. Yeah. Breach charges are huge. Uh, and like, I, like running that Thatcher Thermite combo, which is so common and also amazing because they both have uh breaches and claymores so you could just one of you runs breaches and one of you runs claymores and it's a very very good uh thing to have both but yeah i i would I'd do breach charges and then claymores so that's two and three or would you put breach charges at three after claymores yeah okay so then we're down to smokes and stuns i think smokes depends what you're doing yeah but i'm four. gonna say smokes over stuns because that getting that plant down is huge stuns are good to like kill an ads to get a frag in somewhere um they're also good you can get someone with a stun grenade and it can be a, like a huge problem if you play it right, especially if they're like hiding in a bathroom or something like that. Um, but smokes are huge for getting plants down. Yeah. So that's my ranking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Six also had a question about mute versus bandit. He's basically saying he thinks mute is way better because he can block way more reinforcements. He also, he, he blocks drones. The only reason uh, pick rates show the show that people pick bandit a lot more, uh, but he thinks the only reason people pick bandit is for three speed and tricking. I'll just tell you, I think tricking. you're right. Yeah, but those are huge things. I think yep. three speed, uh, a better gun, and the bandit trick is huge. And tricking, yeah, tricking. If you can completely neutralize those thermite charges, that's way better yeah. than the then, yeah, two second delay you get. That, yeah, yeah. yeah, for yeah, exactly. Uh, so there's that. Also, you can destroy drones with with electric wire, uh, not like consistently, but like you will get destroyed drones mm-hmm. enough that it's like, oh, that was worth it. Yeah. Or even just like other gadgets, right? Somebody tosses in a, uh, what's it called? Gridlock thing and it hits the electrified wire that she didn't see. Like, right. That's kind of a big deal. 
Hello says, hi, Ryan and Chris. I would like to hear ultimate all-around five-man compositions for both attack and defense. I know there's some site-specific comps, but I'm talking about your all-around can't-go-wrong composition. Keep up the good work. Yeah. Thank you, by the way. Yeah, uh, thank you. This is a hard one. It's not for me. Oh, really? Defense you... is very easy for me. Okay, give me your defense. Valkyrie, Echo. Uh, shoot, I just had a whole list of people in my head. Now they're all gone. Valkyrie, Echo, Legion, Maestro, and Rook. That is very solid. Let me see. I, I could switch a Rook for a Jaeger instead. What about Hard Breach Denial? So that, that's where we're a little more site dependent, mm-hmm. right? Right. I, I think uh, obviously Hard Breach Denial is important, but with the intel that you get from Maestro Cams and from the Valkyrie cameras and then the Legion Goo Mines, the Plant Denial and Echo's mm-hmm. Plant Denial, mm-hmm. like you can stop people from planting even if they're able to get in through some Hard Breached Wall. Yeah, also Maestro can be used for lightweight Hard Breach Denial, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, like a garage door he can't do, but like an interior hard wall that they're trying to breach. Maestro can actually be pretty effective at stopping that. Um, yeah, like throwing in a trapper would always be nice, but like if I had to say my number one... Ooh, but you left out Jaeger. I did. I, okay, I, so I could have placed Jaeger with Rook. I would actually sub out Maestro for Jaeger, I really? think. Even though like Maestro is my guy. Uh, I think having the Alda there with you? The Alda is sweet, but like so is the 416C. Yeah. Uh, that's that's probably the second best gun on defense next to the Alda. <sighs> I don't know though. Like okay, but but Jaeger is huge. Like those ADSs can make a big difference. Yes, yeah, they can. And then I think Echo's crucial with with his cameras. Like that's so good. Valkyrie is not necessarily crucial, but I think she's definitely somebody I want on the team as frequently as possible. Uh, let's see who else have you said that I haven't said? Legion. Legion? I would say about Legion. I really like Legion. Legion's good to have, but actually I would probably take Rook and Maestro over the Legion. So I guess I'm okay. subbing out Jaeger for... Legion. Or reverse. I'm subbing out Legion for Jaeger. Right. And I think that's a better balance. And because he's also... Then you have a better roamer. Yeah. Because you don't really have a roamer as much on your squad. No. Okay. Attackers. I'm obviously going to go Thermite. Uh, then it's between Thatcher and Twitch. I prefer Thatcher myself. I would pick Twitch just because of the... She's better at stopping tricking. That, yeah. The fragging ability on the F2, and then you can kill the Maestro cams. Yeah, getting all those gadgets. Um, either one there. I'll just say Thatcher. I think, uh, yeah, that that works. Let's see. Thermite, Thatcher. I would pick Buck. Buck is, I'd put yeah. Buck on the team. Buck is solid. Habana is actually another really good one to have, though, too. Obviously, Nook. <laughs> Let's see. We're at Buck, Thatcher, Thermite, maybe Montaigne. Okay. And then... And I wouldn't say Capital would be on my like main squad. Maybe even like Twitch after that. Okay. So, like, I know I'm doubling up on the Thatcher and the Twitch, but, like, they're both... They both have good guns. Like, they're both pretty good fraggers. And then you just kind of have a little bit of insurance there. Or maybe even Habana. Like, having that extra hard breach is also good. Attackers are a little more, like, situational, I feel like. It really depends where you're attacking. Yeah. Or where you think you're attacking. But, so, I'll go I'll go Thatcher, Thermite, Monty, Twitch, and, what did I say? Buck. That's good. You're gonna stick with that too? Yeah. I I I I'd take I'd put 
Capital in there over Thatcher if you're gonna have Twitch too, mm-hmm. because he's a he is a three speed and he can get plant down and deny areas very mm-hmm. well. Area denial. What about the IQ? Take care of those echo drones. IQ is very important if there's echo, but if there's no echo, yeah, IQ is not as important. That's fun. Thank you for the question. Um, scrolling through here. Okay. Ginger asked, what do you prefer to play in, as in Secret Hitler, the fascists or the liberals? I like fascists. Fascist, fascist is more fun. Yeah. Uh, they're both really, really fun, but fascist is where you're the sneaky guy trying to... You know who else is with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's such a huge thing knowing who your team is. Yeah. So, but liberals fun too. Um. Leahy Giblets asks, this is almost a gripe worded as a question, but what, if any reason, do you see that Thatcher hasn't been given the option to use the SMG-11 as a secondary? Side note, how dope would that be? Not sure why he hasn't been given it as a secondary. Yeah, because Mute be got it, it, right? Yeah, Mute has it. Sledge has it. Smoke has it. Poor, poor he, he has more options as for a primary. Like, he has the Air-33 that nobody else has. So maybe that's part of it. Um, he also has well, Sledge has frags. I was gonna say he has claymores, but Sledge has yes, frags, frags. Uh, and he ha- always has a breach charge, right? <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe like it seems like that should be a thing. Yeah, I don't know. But I I also don't think it affects Thatcher that he doesn't. I think Thatcher's just fine. So, okay, all hail the Lord just barely got this question in, so we'll do it. Um, if you could remove one operator from both attack and defense, which ones would you choose and why? Isn't that just basically banning? <laughs> like. But if we're saying yeah, like completely remove from the game, is that what we're saying? from the game. Remove one from the game. Warden and Nook. <laughs> Go back a season. No. Uh, um, man. Jackal. I would I would remove Jackal from the I'd game. I'd be fine with Jackal. I, that, that's my knee-jerk reaction. I think I'm going to stick with it because I just don't like playing against Jackal. Recruit? <laughs> yeah, I would get Recruit out of here, but that's not happening. Um, defense is a little harder because I feel defense like defense is pretty is well balanced harder. and I kind of like everybody on defense. I, I would... Oh, man. I wouldn't... Like, Kavera is one that, like, bugs me and I ban I her a lot. I would get Kavera out of the game. But I don't That's think fine. I would. Vigil. But Vigil doesn't bug me as much as Kavera. I'd rather His existence have bugs me more than Kavera. I'd rather have Kavera and Jackal gone from the game than anybody else. Like, Kavera doesn't really play, like, a special role of defenders that, like... I don't like in the game or what am I saying? She doesn't play like a role that is important to keep in the game, I guess. Tachanka? No, he stays. I want to get rid of Tachanka just as the statement of like, Tachanka's broken, do something about it. And when you fix him, he can come back. <laughs> yeah. I, I would take out Kevara and Jackal because they are, they're annoying. They're they just are so annoying. They are very annoying. And yes, Kavera is easy to counter. You just go into, you kill Kavera, whatever. But and, well, hey, and if we get rid of Kavera and Jackal, then we can actually do strategic bans when True. we ban people. Yeah, we're done doing comfort bans. So there's that. Okay, that's it for listener questions. Thanks, guys, so much for listening. If you like the podcast and you want to support us, there's a lot of ways you can do that. Number one, you can leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. iTunes is a really good one where it's important to have a lot of good reviews. So if you can, leave us a review there. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at r 600 renowned Follow us individually. I'm RyGuy on Twitch and YouTube. Chris is just hello with three O's. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, anything else that we should say? Come watch us stream tonight.
Yeah. Wednesday night siege. We start around usually around nine Mountain, which unfortunately is really late. That's eight Pacific or eleven Eastern. WNS Wednesday night siege. Wednesday night siege happens every Wednesday. Yeah. Just goodbye. Bye bye.